Don't let anything distract you. That's the danger. Distractions of this world. It can be a wife. It can be a husband. It can be children. It can be materialism. It can be anything that will take you and distract you from what God has called you to do in your own personal life. And this is what Paul is dealing with here completely. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad to have you with us as Raul continues our marriage series with encouragement to prioritize God's kingdom in your daily life, regardless of your current marital status. Stay with us to see that your commitment to the Lord always needs to come first before any other relationship, goal, or desire. And when He has that primary place in your life, you'll experience His richest eternal blessings. Let's listen as Raul Reese begins today's lesson from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, beginning in verse 25. The title is, The Right Perspective for Marriage. Paul the Apostle now is going to be speaking to us. He's bringing to us the conclusion of his message to the Corinthians about marriage, divorce, singleness, and also speaking to widows. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, when Jesus is speaking to the disciples, he is sharing with them in his context, and he's talking about not being anxious for anything, about food, clothing, all these things. But he says that the most important thing in our lives should be seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things will be taken care of if our priorities are right. And he goes on to share with the disciples that if God allows the sparrows not only to be fed naturally and he feeds them and not one of them fall to the ground, how much more he cares for each one of us, which are his children. And I always think about that because... We really don't have to be anxious for anything. If you have given your life to the Lord, then the Lord will take care of you in your situation, in your problems, in your anxieties. He's always there to maintain your life. And this is the reason that he's given not only his own life for us. But as Paul is talking about priorities, he's talking now about the most important thing is not whether you're single or married or widow or if you're divorced, but what is your relationship to Jesus Christ, which is the most important. This is why Paul, here in this great seventh chapter of the book of Corinthians, not only is he coming to the end of this chapter, but we've been learning so much about husband and wives. And about being single and being a widow. And the most important thing that Paul is dealing with here is that relationship that you and I possess in our marriage or in our single life or being a widow or even being a divorcee. You know, what's the most important thing that you have 
in your life. And it should be Jesus Christ. That should be the ultimate that we should be looking for. You see, God, first of all, not only has to be first in everything in our personal lives. That is, if we expect God to use me, and if I expect God to bless me, then He has to be my priority in my life. He has to be first in everything that I do. As Paul the Apostle is closing this section, Paul goes into a greater detail on the issues that he brings about here concerning believers, not only at the time where Paul was living and writing to the Corinthians, but even he speaks to us today. The first question that he's asking here is, must a Christian get married? Is it a must to be married? Or what about unmarried women or men in the church? Or what should widows do in the case of a husband or a wife dying? Should they get married again, remarried, or should they stay single? Paul is going to answer those questions for us this morning. Here in this last part of chapter 7 of the book of 1 Corinthians. Look first of all at chapter 7 verse 25 through 31. And as we look at the present circumstances. That's the first point. Looking at the present circumstances that Paul is dealing with. In verse 25, first of all, he's dealing with single people. This is what he says. Now concerning single people or virgins, I have no commandments from the Lord, yet I give my judgment as one whom the Lord in His mercy made trustworthy. Now, the first thing that I want to ask this morning to you, Is that word trustworthy that Paul talks about. Are you trustworthy of not only being single or married or divorced or a widow? Can God trust you with what he's given to you? Are you faithful in the small things? So that he can make you greater in the bigger things. This is an important question. Because what Paul is saying is Paul at one time was married. According to tradition, if he was a Pharisee and he was in the Sanhedrin council of 72 men, you had to be married. And you know, it's amazing because Paul had been a married man. And Paul made his commitment to Jesus Christ, not only in asking God to give him the gift of singleness, so that he could actually concentrate in building the kingdom of God. Paul had the liberty to be married again, but he didn't want to. And this is what he's going to be dealing with. That even though you've been married at one time, it doesn't mean you really have to get remarried, because think how good it would be if you stay single, and you concentrate the rest of your life by giving your life to Christ. And being used by Him in a mighty way. He's not condemning marriage either. Because he encourages people to be married. But he says it's good if you remain single as I am single. And it was kind of neat to kind of go over the lesson because it seems that Paul became trustworthy of everything that God had given to him. And God used him tremendously. And here he's giving counsel again about being not only in God's mercy, but also being trustworthy wherever you may be, single or married or divorced or a widow. And then in verse 26 and 27, 
He deals now with the present system in which he is not only living in. Listen to what he says. He says, For I suppose therefore that this is good because of the present distress that is good for a man to remain as he is. That is, there was a great pressure in the system of that time. Not only Rome was pressing the, the people of God because the Roman centurions and the Roman government was killing Christians. And Paul looked at it as if this was the end. You might be killed for your faith. And not only that, the time is short. The Lord is coming back. And what are you doing with your time if you're single? What are you doing with your time if you're married? What are you doing with your time if you're a widow? You see? Because there are so many people that waste time. And this is why he says, man, it's good for a man to remain as he is. If you're single, stay single. If you're married, then stay married. If you're a widow, stay as a widow. There's no bondage here. There's no rules and regulations. Verse 27, he says, are you bound to a wife? Then don't seek to be loose from your wife. Are you loose from a wife? Then don't seek a wife. You see? He's giving you his personal counsel. In spending our time in the remaining days or years that we may have before the Lord comes back. Why? Because one day we are going to be judged. We're going to have to stand in the presence of God. Whether you're young or whether you're old. It doesn't matter. You only have one life to live. And I hope that you're living it for Jesus Christ. That's the most important thing. Everything else is going to burn. Look what he says again in verse 27. Are you bound to a wife and not seek to be loose? Are you loose from a wife and don't seek to be married to a wife? But even if you do marry, and now here in verse 28, he's going to tell you that if you do get married, you are going to have problems. Mark that down. <laughs> so you can be fully understood that when you get married, there are problems in marriage. Nothing new under the sun. Look what he says. But even if you do get married... You have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned also. Nevertheless, notice the flesh. You're going to have troubles in the flesh, but I would spare you. And the word trouble there is pressures in Greek. You're going to be under great pressure when you're married. Why? Because there are problems in marriage. Sometimes there's problems in provision for the home. Sometimes, you know, getting a job. Or there's other problems where you disagree on something. And you'll come to disagreements together. And, and a lot of times people, instead of resolving and unifying and coming together, they divide and they split. And Paul says you need to work your problems out in the Lord. There are pressures in marriage. It's not easy to be married. And again, it's no excuse that we should be wanting to get rid of our wives or our husbands. That's not what he's saying. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Connect with us at somebodylovesyou.com and download our free app to access a wealth of Bible-based, life-shaping resources. You can also visit us on our social media platforms or call us at 800-634-9165. Now back to the final part of today's study. And then in verse 29, notice what he says. This present world is passing away. But this I say to you, brethren, the time is short. There's the urgency. 
You see, because there's nothing wrong with being married, but are you as a husband and a wife looking at the time clock that the time is short? Jesus is coming. What are you as husband and wife doing about the kingdom of God? And then he says this. So that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they have no wives. Notice Paul's counsel. And all the men said, Amen. No, that's not what it says. Very careful what he says here. Literally what he's saying, you know how married people are. Some married people are so selfish that all they want is themselves. They don't want to do nothing for anybody. I've seen husbands in the ministry where God has called them and their wives did not want to be in the ministry and they call their husbands out of the ministry. And the husband bends to the needs of the wife instead of actually bending to what God has called him to do. I would never leave the ministry because my wife didn't want to be in the ministry. She would have to make a choice. Or a husband too. Because the most important thing we have to think about is that one day you're going to have to answer to God, not to your wife. And if God is calling you and anointing you to do a work for Him, and He's calling you to do that, but you're not doing it because you want to please your wife, and you want to waste your time and whatever else you want to do, and not doing what God's will is for your life, then what happens? Then you are the one that will be answering to God. You'll be miserable. Because you'll only be happy when you're doing things for the Lord. True peace. True happiness. And I'm not talking about becoming a pastor or anything else. But just doing something in the kingdom. For that's why we're here. We're not here to build our kingdom. To build His kingdom. And Paul is encouraging these people that were actually so in love with themselves and they were not doing anything for Christ. And he was telling to them, look you guys, we're going to die one day and you're going to leave everything behind. And when you get to heaven, you're not going to be married anymore. That's right. No more marriage in heaven. This is the only time you get to be married. And that's why husbands have to love their wives and take care of their wives. But at the same time, the wife and the husband have to be committed to Christ completely. So again, verse 29, he says, but the time is short. So that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they have no wife. Those that weep as though they were not weeping. Those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing. Those who buy as though they do not possess. Why? Because he's talking about how we get so caught up with our houses and our furniture and our cars and our bank accounts. And all these things. And these things possess us when Christ should possess our lives. He should be first. See? He should be first in everything that we do. Nothing wrong with having things and money and bank accounts and businesses and all these things. But it is wrong when those things become a priority in your life and you're neglecting the most important thing. And that's Jesus Christ. Then it's wrong. Because the time is short. And then he says this, which is amazing. In verse 31. The present pleasures are passing away too. Notice. And those who use this world as not misusing it, for the form of the world is passing away. Notice what he says. Everything you see is going to burn one day. Everything. Except what you do for Christ. And then I love verse 32 through 
through 35. Now he's going to talk to you about facing your responsibilities honestly. Look what he says. But I want you to be without care. He who is single cares for the things that belong to the Lord, how he or she may please the Lord. I like that. Notice the priority for single people. Single people should be what? Interested not only in their careers, but your first priority should be how you have committed your life to Jesus Christ. And how you're pleasing Him with your body, and with your soul, and with your spirit. That's what Paul says. That's the most important thing. And then, in verse 32, now he talks to the married. And he says, but he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. And there's nothing wrong with that. You see? There's nothing wrong with pleasing your wife. The problem is when you're pleasing your wife, but you don't care anything about Christ. She is all of your life. That's wrong. You see? And then he says this. Verse 34. There is a difference between a wife and a a single person. The single person or the single woman, she cares about the things of the Lord. Notice that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the malls. Oh, excuse me. My mistake again there. I seem to always stumble on that. No, but she says what? That she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And there's nothing wrong with that. Pleasing your husband, pleasing your wife. But it has to be moderate. There has to be a balance, you see. Because it's so easy for husband and wife to be caught up with materialism. Chasing after materialism, which is all going to burn one day. You see. He's not putting down careers or education or anything like that. He says there has to be a balance. A balance in marriage. A balance in singleness. A balance in widowhood. We'll get to that in a moment. But then again, look at verse 35. Uh, He says it again here very clearly. He says, and this I say, notice, for your own profit. Not that I may put a leash on you. Notice, I don't want to lord over you. But this is what happens. But for what is proper, and that you may serve the Lord without distractions. Write that down or mark it in your Bible. Don't let anything distract you. That's the danger. The danger of moving away from Christ in His relationship. Distractions of this world. It can be a wife. It can be a husband. It can be children. It can be materialism. It can be anything that will take you and distract you from what God has called you to do in your own personal life. And this is what Paul is dealing with here completely. And then beautiful what he says here in verse 36 to 38. Now he's going to talk about the situation. How it's different. Look at verse 36, a father and his virgin. He says, now, if any man thinks he is behaving himself improperly toward his virgin or single person, if she has passed from the flower of her youth, that is, if her um, sexual uh, maturity is gone. You know, let's say that your son or your daughter has been living at home and now he's 40 years old or she's 40 years old. 
There's nothing wrong with your child living and maintaining and having a job and being responsible to the whole, not taking advantage of the parents. But if one day he or she comes home and says, you know what, dad, I've been with you a long time. I know you're sick. I'm taking care of it. But you know what? I found a husband or I found a wife. Then you as a father or mother should be able to give your blessing to your son or to your daughter. Not to say, well, you're 40 years old and, and now I'm sick and now you're going to leave me. And what's going to happen to me? Don't put a trip on their heads. You know what I'm saying? Don't condemn them, Paul says. But let them get married. Let them leave the house. There's no sin against that. Watch what he says. This is so good. Verse 36 again. He says, and thus you must be, uh, let him do what or he, she wishes. He does not sin. Why? Let them marry. You see, that's good. If they want to get married, not go ahead. There's nothing wrong with it. You're not sinning. Nevertheless, notice he who stands steadfast in his heart, having no necessity. If your son or daughter comes and say, you know what, dad? I just feel in my heart that I want to live with you for the rest of my life. I don't think that I'll ever get married. I got a job and I'm taking care of you. And I just love being here. Hey, it's even better because now you're together. You're unified. You see, there's no problem with that. Again, verse 37. Nevertheless, he who stands fast in this is uh, heard. Not having necessity, but the power over his own will. And has so determined in his heart that he will keep his virgin. That's even better. An agreement here. Making the decision to keep them. So then, he who gives her in marriage does well. But he who does not give her in marriage, that's even better. Why? Because he or she is working and they're helping you out in the home. Plus they're keeping company with you. You might be a widow, you see. Or you might have husband and wife in the home. And this is a place where they can live. Nothing wrong with that. But then, notice the fourth point. And that's verses 39 through 40. Marriage is for life. Listen to what he says. Verse 39. Again, a wife is bound by the law as long as her husband lives. But if her husband dies, she is at liberty to be married again. Notice, to whoever she wishes. And I want you to mark this. Only in the Lord. Notice what he says. A person that is a Christian, male or female, should be married from beginning to end until the partner dies. There are only two things that separate you in a marriage, and that is fornication or death. That's what Paul teaches. And it's interesting because he says that if your husband dies or your wife dies, then you are not only this, he'll tell you in a moment, you can stay single, which is better, because then God can use your life. But if you need somebody to live with you, you know, you can be alone, then you can remarry, but only in the Lord. They have to be Christian. Otherwise, you can't get married. That's the counsel of God. To each one of us here. Then he says this. Again. In the Lord. Verse 40. But. If she be happier. If she remains as she is. What's that? Single. As a widow. Why? According to my judgment. And I think that I also have the spirit of God. Why? Because then God can use you. To your whole benefit. And gifts and talents. That God has given to you. Which means you can move about wherever you want to move. Otherwise, you get married, then you're stuck again. I mean, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) But that's the truth. That's what he says. What can you say but the truth? Good counsel by Paul. 
We hope you've been uplifted by today's assurance that no matter what your current marital status, you can enjoy the treasure of God's love when you seek Him with your undivided heart. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's message again, just call us at 800-634-9165 and we'll send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Once again, the title of today's teaching is The Right Perspective for Marriage. We'd also like to tell you about the entire 20-part series we're currently airing. This resource has been downloaded to an MP3 thumb drive and includes a bonus interview with Roland Sharon. As you study the Bible's guidance for a healthy, God-honoring marriage, you'll be inspired to renew and strengthen your relationship with your spouse. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Raul's 20-part marriage series that includes his interview with Sharon. We'll send your flash drive for a gift of $30 or more. That's 800-634-9165. Or if you'd like to order by writing us, the mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we thank you for your partnership in sharing God's Word through these broadcasts. Every contribution is tax-deductible. Next time on Somebody Loves Your Radio, Raul will tackle the question of whether spouses will remain married in heaven. We'll be encouraged to live our life on this earth with the hope of eternity in our hearts. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves Your Radio in Diamond Bar, California.